0: Good afternoon everyone, 12 noon. Honestly, I tell you, I must have OCD because I'm looking at the thing and it's saying one minute to 12 and I'm thinking, no, I can't start, I can't start, I can't, I've got to wait until 12. Anyway, it's 12 o'clock now. Good afternoon everyone and thank you very much for choosing to spend your afternoon here with us. Um, For those who don't know, I'm Patricia Rogan faber and I do a podcast show to help people maximise property values and it's called Yes! You got it? Maximizing property values. It's on all the popular um, podcast platforms, so you can find it on Apple, on Spotify, on Google, on Audible, all of them. That, however, is normally a monologue, but since November, 17th of November, I've added a guest series where I've had, do you know, amazing people, true people, real people, authentic people come on here on Clubhouse and talk to me, and then whilst that series is available on Clubhouse, it's also available as a podcast. Um, And my guest today is Isaac Kikabi, and we are going to get to know Isaac a bit more outside of his property journey, because I like to do that. I'm very nosy, so Isaac, forgive me. Um, Who is Isaac? (laughs) So, Isaac has very succinctly described his journey and i'm just going to read it out because i was so impressed and i thought you know a few words but they are powerful words and they just say so much so here we go from financial illiteracy thousands in bad debt to becoming a senior banker charity board member and owning multiple houses so people just hold those thoughts so first of all isaac welcome to maximizing property values. But before we go into your property activities, I did tell you I'm nosy. Please tell us, and I'm being specific with you. So every week it's actually, it's it's two different questions. Uh, at, at one point, I think I asked three, but you're only gonna get two. So your first question is this, can you please share with us one person that you most admire? Now that person could be dead or alive, And then your second question is, what is the character trait that you hate the most in people or in any particular person? But obviously, you're not going to mention names. So those are your two questions. Wow, (laughs) we're starting big.
1: Um, Those are two very big questions, actually. Um, But luckily, I actually um, already have answers to to both of them because I've I've reflected on on, on questions like this before. So. First of all, it's really easy in terms of, you know, who, who has inspired me, amazed me, impacted my life the most. It's actually one of my mentors. And, um, you know, if anyone ever wants to look look him up, um, he's a great man. He's actually called Lord Michael Hastings. And, um, you know, his, his bio on, on Wikipedia doesn't do, do him any justice. He's he's it, Just to give you some context, he's a man that mentors 180 young people specifically men and there's a reason behind that which i'll explain um um, in a little bit more detail but the reason why this man inspires me is because for all his success i mean he sat on some of the best boards in 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 the country he he sits on international boards for all of his success he chooses to give and he chooses to help others and he chooses to be of service and um you know it we all have our choices in regards to which direction we want to go when when we do hit those big targets that everyone wants to hit. But I just love the fact that actually his motivation is always about the currency of service rather than the the currency of money. Even though, consequently, through his service, he's clearly rewarded quite well. Um, you know, it's 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 just people like that are, are, are always fascinate me because it's about the person as opposed to what they do. Um, and I'm really into people's behaviours and what they choose to do. So that's that's my person. Um his name's Lord Michael Hastings of scarsbrick if you want to if you want to check him up. Um the second question, what is one thing that people do that uh, I'm not a huge fan of. You can see how I ch- I turned the question a little bit, but um for me it always comes back to Excuses, um, and this is—I'll I'll be honest. This is this is a very harsh one, and it's a—I only call this out because it's a standard that I live by myself. I would never, I would never put anything on anyone if I didn't put it on myself. And um, I'm—I was brought up in an environment where excuses didn't ride. Um, you know, there was always a reason, and most of the reasons tended to be something you did. You know, if 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 your day's gone bad, it's probably something you did yes there's external factors like people and environment and you know the bus might have been late or the train might have been late but you are in charge of how you how you manage your mood you're in charge of how you manage your day you're in charge of how you manage everything in your life so um i'm not a big fan of excuses i think everything should always be back to you be reflective um and and find a way of 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 coming back better rather than saying that it's someone else's fault or the train was late or, or whatever else that people can think of. So yeah, excuses is my answer for that one.
0: Wow. Do you know, Isaac, I'm I'm definitely going to look into Lord Michael Hastings because he sounds like an amazing man. And one of the reasons why I love the guest series is that I'm learning, so much more about the people who are coming on as guests, but not just that, people are sharing things that I know are going going to actually impact my life going forward in a positive way. So, you know, looking into this guy, I think is gonna be something that, I've already written it down, I've written it down. I'm gonna look into what he's doing because that just sounds absolutely amazing. And like you say, that is a trait that we should all be aiming to emulate be aiming to do you know and I love how you expressed it currency of service versus currency of money because it's not all about money oh thank you Isaac what a way to start now you just completed on a house and I know that you were pretty frustrated with the conveyancing process towards the end are you able to share with us some of the lessons that you actually learned from that you just just that part of things first and then after that if you're able to can you share with us some numbers on that you see I'm a numbers person I never say to people oh do you know what this is good or that is bad I say this cost this and that cost that and this is what it's now worth or you know whatever and let people make up their own minds I just I I just feel that you know that's just my way so if you're able to do that with us on that on that purchase or another one that would be great thank
1: you yeah of course um do you know what? it's so funny you say purchase uh, when it comes to the conveyancing process the question always is which one because <laughs> i've had i've had a lot of um interest in um convincing um you know lessons in it um, from my perspective but um for the recent one that that's just gone through so the, the just to give a bit of information about what what these were, so these were two two flats that I saw on the market separately. So these were on Right Move, um, in in an area that I know really well. I've lived in for about well, I'd, I'd lived there for about nine years or nearby, mm-hmm. and um, I was looking actively looking at properties in that area, and I I already had a buy to let around there. So as soon as I saw one flat, and then I must have been just searching, searching. I saw another one, and I thought I'd see I'll see in the same property. Realized that actually it was all in the same block and same agent. The agent was based in Manchester, which was which was kind of flag number one. Um, the price of the the properties uh, was way well, in my opinion, above what I believe they could achieve um, at least in their in, in in their current state. They had tenants in situ, which was another flag for me. Um, so I guess. These, these are the type of clues that made me realize that the market was narrowing for them. And actually there wouldn't be that many people, even though we were in the height of the market and everyone was saying that everything's selling at top dollar and all of that stuff or top pound. Actually, you know, there's, there's stuff specific stuff that's selling really quickly, typically kind of turnkey homes that are done up to a good enough standard, maybe just need a lick, lick of paint, nothing too much for kind of home movers with families. But something like that was just was just going to sit on the market and it already sat on the market for probably about i think it was about six six weeks i think by the time i had seen it so arranged a viewing went down there got you know managed to put the offer in offer was accepted fast forward to the conveyancing Mm -hmm. process so you know i I, my converter you know my conveyancer was 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 brilliant um you know there's a there's a few little bits that maybe um there's always a moment where everyone could have done things a little bit better, but she was proactive and everything. But the challenge was the sellers' solicitor. So the first, the, you know, the first opportunity and sets of inquiries and all of that stuff, it took the seller the best part of about the sellers' solicitor the best part of about six weeks to respond, um, and it, it was it was abso- it was so ridiculous that actually the agent almost thought that the the firm had closed down. They just didn't respond. They didn't respond to emails. They were being no. chased by the seller. <laughs> <laughs> they they thought that the, the firm had closed down, but the, the for whatever reason they just they they were under the cosh. Maybe um, you know I have I have my own opinion about a business being under the cosh, but taking on more business um, is is always a really interesting concept. But anyway, that that was that was quite hectic. And then kind of fast forward even more um, to, to, to to later down the line. Um, there was a few there was a few mistakes that I had made, um, you know, and I've said this kind of in some of my posts where you've got to be very careful in the in the convincing process of how you communicate um, to the agent, um, who then communicates to to the seller, because probably about two months ago, I'm, you know, I, I was very positive, very optimistic, I'd been told by my solicitor that, you know, we're, we're not far now we've got we're just waiting for a um, we're, we're waiting for a few more few more queries to come back, and then once those queries come back, um, you know we, we go to the lender. Um, I would I will represent the lender. All of that stuff. It it turned out that actually that wasn't the case, and I I'd given that level of optimism. So the seller's thought process was, we are almost there, um, but actually the reality was was far from because the lender that we we actually ended up going with, um, you know, who my broker put together the lender had given us the impression that they were happy with a dual representation using my solicitor. And for anyone who doesn't know what dual dual representation is, is basically your solicitor can represent the lender as well as yourself um, in the transaction rather than the lender appointing their own solicitor. And then you effectively have two solicitors having to coordinate and talk and go back and forth and all queries and all that stuff, um, which can take longer. But then last um, kind of, on the last hour, the lender the lender changed their mind and actually ended up t- um, um, s- uh, instructing a solicitor, and that 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 was just yeah. That's when all the problems started because the solicitor wanted to s- more or less start the process again in regards to in regards to checking every little minutia detail, um, you know, making us redo forms because they were apparently they were out of date. You know, there were so many things that because. I had given an impression to the to the to the agent and the the seller that everything was okay. This is where the frets of we're gonna have to you know we want to exchange next week, we want to complete the week after, and in in a nutshell, for two months I was kind of crisis managing the 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 situation, which is which is part and parcel of 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 the property game. Uh, You know, it's not it's not the end of the world doing that. You know, the deal was intact, and we got the deal in the end, but. That was that was quite a painful process to some extent that could have been avoided if we had known that the the, the lender was going to need to to self-represent. We could have probably I would have probably chosen a different conveyancer because I would have gone with probably a conveyancer on the lender panel, lender's panel, rather than going with my own. And then on top of that, just just those little things about communication and making sure that maybe I, you're not given too much of an optimistic view um, of what's going on. So that's that That was was where we got to, and then on the final hurdle, again, the seller's solicitor went MIA, um, kind of when we we were more or less ready to exchange and complete. Um, And the seller was basically telling us, we need to exchange before Christmas. Otherwise, I'm taking the property to auction. Um, But then luckily, they could see that their solicitor was the one that was dragging things on. And then we ended up completing on the 5th of Jan, um, which was a relief. Um, I should have been popping bottles, but no, I, I was literally sigh of, a massive sigh of relief for, for myself and my joint venture partner. So that's that's a bit of context of how the conveyancing process went on that deal. Do
0: you know, I, 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 I was literally just laughing in the background. Because, so, so, and, and you've said it so like well, when you have two solicitors acting for the purchaser or regarding the purchase. It literally just slows things down, and it, it, you know, funnily, I was doing something a couple of months ago, and um, so the same solicitor was acting for both my company and the and the lender, and then the solicitors found out you know there was something else that needed to be done, so my husband's firm did that, and the solicitors wrote to me and said, oh well, since your husband's firm can do this, why do why doesn't his firm represent you and we'll represent the lenders? I'm thinking you must think I'm an idiot. And then you will then shift all the burden, all the legal burden onto this other party and just delay things. I, as I said, I said, no, thank you. I said, I don't, I I don't like it when that happens. (laughs) I don't think they were too impressed, but I thought, you know, cheeky people, how dare you, you know, we we've started on the basis that you're going to be representing both of us. And then you're saying, oh, why doesn't your husband represent you so that you do sod all, and that really would be it, because what they do is they make the solicitor who's acting for the purchaser, so they're acting for the lender, but all of the burden, all of the work, they pass it on to the person acting for the purchaser. It's like, do this, do that, do this, do that. What about this? What about that?
1: It's worth, it's worth adding as well, which you, you know, you're, you're well aware, um, Patricia, is that you cover the costs. And that, that's also another factor, that, that another element that wasn't factored into the numbers is that I would be paying the, the lender's solicitor's fees. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm reviewing this deal, the process of this deal because like I said, I, I always like to reflect rather than blame, blame everyone else. I want to find out how I can improve my internal process. But um, there's definitely better questions I could have asked um, in regards to this specific deal. Um, however, there's also another element in regards to, okay, at what point and whose responsibility is it to inform me as someone who's paying for a service? And um, you know it, there is a there is a lot to say in regards to you know could my broker have told me um, in advance could my broker have found out um, and that's something that I'm still trying to get wrap my head around is you know lenders can change their mind it doesn't I don't think it matters particularly what your broker puts on the table if a lender decides to go a different direction because maybe they've looked at the risk criteria and they need they feel they need to. Um, then you know that that could just be something that you have to you have to just swallow.
0: Yeah, I think with lenders, it's you know they are a law unto themselves. You either take what they're offering or you go somewhere else. You know, there's no room for negotiation. There's no room for compromise. It's you know their way or no way. So yeah, I think I th- I think you're absolutely right there, um, Isaac you know, what could you have done differently? They said, you know, the same solicitor could represent both of you. Then they changed their mind. And, you know, they never pick up any costs ever. You have to pay for everything. So, yeah, yeah, I think, I think you're doing the right thing, which is, you know, let me not look for who to blame. It's happened, it's happened, you know, let's move forward. Um, um, but that lender, I'd be slightly wary of them going forward if I were you, to be honest, because. They ought to. They ought to have processes in place. So they ought to have known from the word go whether or not they could use or you use your solicitor or not. So to change their minds, you know, halfway through is really not a good thing. Anyway, anyway, let's put that to bed. Um. So in terms of numbers, yes, can you bear with us? You know, just make us happy. I'm, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm salivating. <laughs>
1: Yeah, of course. Cool. So, 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 with the numbers, um, just just I'm going to give you the numbers of the way the deal was structured initially. Now, just some caveats on them. There was an extra £1,800 um, bill for solicitors, which I haven't put into the number. I, I I have a spreadsheet deal analyzer. I plug the numbers in. I haven't I haven't updated it since this deal because I've I've just been dealing with other stuff. But these were the original numbers, and I think um, hopefully you know, the, the math whizzes um you know like Jason in the in the audience um will 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 be able to see that maybe the, the buffer was there um for for eventualities like this. So we we, we with this deal it was on the market initially for 325. Um I think it was three two five around there um for for the flats being sold individually. Um I I went in a lot lower. We we ended up agreeing at 280 in the end. Um and you know this is this is down south two flats one Bottom is one bed, top is two bed. Um, it's in the Greater London area, North Kent. So it's an area called Northfleet. Um, um, for some people who who, who know um, kind of that side of Southeast, and um, so just just in terms of the actual. Uh, just some some headline costs. So we went via a mortgage on this one, so we didn't do anything exotic like bridging or anything like that, just because the joint venture partner that I'm dealing with, that I'm working with, um, you know, they're, they're very much on a long game. Um, so it actually worked out better to just go down the mortgage route, fix it for two years, rather than um, try and try and recycle that cash as quick as possible uh, with the added cost for bridging. So um, purchase 28, 280,000, um, legal, legal costs, were two thousand four hundred plus eighteen hundred, um, which I haven't which I haven't put into the numbers yet. Stamp duty eight eight thousand four hundred. However, still looking into the um, the dual the the the, the dual relief. Um, so the 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 relief that allows you to hopefully get pay less stamp duty. Um, for having more than one property under one purchase but in all honesty I, I'm still figuring out whether it's worth its while um, but we've we've for now we've paid eight thousand four hundred and we've got 12 months to to decide what we're gonna do with that um, we had we, we I paid for a survey um, I when it comes to these types of purchases, I always get a building survey, a full-on building survey. So I I paid um, 900 pounds. I got a really good deal for, for both properties um, and, and the overall outbuilding. Um, broker fee, 800 pounds for both. Lender fee um, plus valuation fee, renovation, uh, well, um, lender fee, all of that stuff. We're looking probably about 500 pounds as well. Um, now, renovation costs, I've got them down as 25,000 pounds. Um, based on the um, yeah just just the state of the property and where it's at. We, I believe that the end value of the properties jointly will be 360, um, 360,000 once we're done. Um, now the re- the, main, the main of that, the main bulk of that 25 grand that we're looking at um, with, with a small contingency is actually converting the one bed flat to a two bed. Um, and that's that's really where we're going to get most of the uplift. Um, and based on the comparables that I'm looking at, um, having two, bedri- two two beds in that block should, should land at about 360. But then if we end up landing at about 340, I'd still be okay um, in regards to what our target is. And in regards to the cash left in, um, which, is, which is the figure that you know, I know some people in the audience um, want, to, um, want to focus on, we're looking probably between 30 to 50K um, left in the deal. Um, and if we do leave 30 to 50k, we're looking probably between the range of about 25 to well about 22 to 30 percent return on capital employed. Um, so it's 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 a deal that if all goes well, could be quite a rare one down south. Um, you know but one, one thing that I've I always say is that when it comes to these types of deals down south, I, when it comes to return on capital employed, I'm happy to go as far down as 15 percent. I know it sounds a bit crazy to go from you know 25 to 15%, but it's only because any what's in between there is is, is the things that actually are just there for contingency eventualities that we're we're not sure um, in regards to some of the, you know, some some of the conditions of the property because it's been kind of left to to, to 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 just do what it's been doing, and the property is 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 old, but it's probably more badly maintained. So we might end up having to spend more on the refurb. Um, and also when it comes to um, actually looking at the exit, you know, such as, you know, instructive solicitors and all of that stuff, there's obviously going to be costs associated. So, yeah, we're hoping we're going to land high, high double digits, nearer to the 20% return on capital employed, which uh, my investor will be happy well ecstatic about. And I would definitely be happy to talk about once all the figures are in, because I can then finally turn around and say, it's not just a one-off, because I, I, I get double digits for my, my, my property in, in, in an area called Swanscombe, which is just around the corner from Northley. And everyone always tells me it's a one-off. And I've always wanted to prove that you can get these types of returns down south um, as long as you find the right deal. So hopefully I'll, I'll be able to, to come back and verify all of these figures once the project's done and we're two years down the line and um, we're, we're, we're remortgaging and pulling some cash out.
0: Wow what amazing figures the, you, you know well done well done for finding this well done for negotiating it well done for you know recognizing you know those properties as being properties that can actually get you the kind of like you know returns that you um you know have shared with us you the legal fees oh they're making me sick i know <laughs> i know i had to pay it. wow that is that is criminal honestly that is just it really does annoy me when i see things like that it really 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 annoys me anyway but, um excellent survey 900 for both properties broker 800 for both great stuff renovation costs 25k so these two flats are they in a block on their own or a block with some of the flats? No, a block on their own so we we own the freehold as well. Wow, see that is even better that is even more amazing. oh, and by the way, sorry, I wasn't able to pin your insta um link because when I tried to it was it was prompting people to log in so it didn't go straight to your um account um and I think that probably is instagram um um how. Uh, ha- um, how it works. So I put your LinkedIn one up. No, that's that's completely fine. And, and just to let, so,
1: you know, thank you, Rosita, for for messaging me in the back channel. So it, it's called multiple dwellings relief. Um, that's that's why I was trying to try to blab through uh, when I was saying some sort of um, tax relief for buying two properties under one transaction. <laughs> thank
0: you, Isaac. So just for the you know benefit of people listening to this, you can obviously go and Google it. But what it is is. And it tends to work best with like really high value properties. So if you're buying two, you know, same people, you know, in the in the one transaction, you're allowed to actually take what you're paying, and you can split it down the number of like you know the units that you're buying. So in Isaac's case, it's two. His purchase price um, for both was two eighty. So for stamp duty purposes. 140,000 would be attributed to each flat so you work out the stamp duty on 140 and then you work out stamp duty on another 140 and then you add the two of them together and that is the stamp duty that you pay under multiple um dwelling relief rather than having to pay stamp duty on 280 because the the tiers actually they they increase you know the higher the, the amount is why this actually works and it's another reason actually why I do tend to look at blocks of flats just like you because I think you know there's a slight advantage that you can get you know quite easily and lawfully and you know why not but I tell you what I I disinstructed a firm of solicitors roughly about a year ago because they didn't know about this and I thought you know I can't be teaching solicitors about the law that they should know about and i just said okay fine sorry i'm i'm not going to instruct you anymore and i went somewhere else because it's just too much hassle you know what if you didn't know about it they'd literally just you know make you pay which they have made you pay actually they've made you pay the full amount um without you know necessarily looking into it but i i don't know how much i don't know how much difference it's going to make because the 280 itself is not that high and, you know, in any event, you're still going to have to pay like the 3% charge on both. So maybe, you know, financially it won't make that much difference. But anyway, um, wow, this is, and then 22 to 30% return on capital employed. Excellent, excellent. So with your mortgage, was that a 25% loan to value or did you, were you able to get an 80 or 85
1: yeah, so we, we,
0: we actually ended up going for an 80
1: um, just because we wanted to free up more cash um, towards the works that we wanted to do. Um, and, you know, it, it was it was that I think it was a difference of a percent. I think it was about 0.8 percentage point was the difference in rate um, and looking at the monthly repayments versus what we needed that cash for and what we believe that you know it's funny i was i was on a i was on a um in a room yesterday and i was talking about opportunity cost and when it comes to when it comes to cash and you know for me i'd rather that cash go into the refurb to, to secure the future value rather than i guess in the immediate two years worry about you know 0.8 percent per annum so it's 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 it, for us it it made sense to to go down the 80% route and pay the higher
0: interest rate on the mortgage do you know, it's funny, actually, that you should talk about opportunity cost of, you know, borrowing as you have. Now, I'm not a figures person. I hate figures. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand them to a certain level, which obviously I have to. But I tend to look at things very, very, very simply. So um, I'll give you an example. Um, I um, I took out a second charge loan on one of my properties that had a, a hefty early repayment charge. Um, associated with it. And I'm paying 7.19%, which is high. But the alternative would have been to have paid the uh, the repayment charge. So that didn't make financial sense. Another alternative would have been, you know, for me to maybe like, you know, go and bridge something else. But bridging is going to be, you know, for most people starting at 10%. So, either way, I kind of like looked at it and I thought, oh, I'm happy with this 7.19. It, it, you know, it works brilliantly for me. Um, And that is something that a lot of people don't think about. You know, maybe their friend says to them, like, you know, my mortgage on my home is, I think, one point something percent. I can't remember what. It's one point something. If I then think about that and I say, oh, gosh, 7.19. That is like nearly seven times, you know, or maybe six times, however many times. More than what I'm paying on my home. Oh my gosh, I can't do that. You'll never do anything.
1: I, so complete, like I completely agree. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's um, I'm still very much learning. Um, and I, I, I love finance. I'm the, I'm, I'm the complete officer. I'm, I love the numbers because I, I've, I've been in an environment, especially with my day job, where I've seen how just some very smart people have been able to, to, to work finance to their benefit and actually what you pay for finance is is only relative to the opportunity you know people people some people pay masses of of, of amounts um for, for for kind of short-term finance but then the opportunity on the other side because they're probably using a business model that doesn't have much competition that they're, they're able to to squeeze out much bigger returns you know it, it's always relative rather than i guess where people's mindset some people's mindset might go is it's the expense element you know i think there's the focus on it's expensive as opposed to actually does the opportunity make sense and if you were to go somewhere else let's say there was delays on being able to get that finance or you know for example you know this deal here we're talking about i mean we're down south so we're probably talking about 95k worth of cash um that's that's circulating within that deal then plus the refurb and costs so you know when sorry um, 95k and then yeah that 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 is everything sorry <laughs> there ain't, there isn't an addition but when you look at it from that perspective this transaction took nine nine months i mean that, that, when that's expensive to me because that money could have done a lot more different things in in the space of that time period so it's not so much the expense it's it's the opportunity that, that that should always be the focus
0: do you know what and we thought we were talking about property but here we are with a financial mastermind <laughs> thank you isaac i knew it was going to be so interesting talking to you because of your background and what you do and how you think and it's just, it's so refreshing to actually hear somebody just you know just just break it down the way that you have absolutely amazing so 95k which is you know to my mind because i'm not figures person i i would never see 95k as 95k i'd always see it as 100k because 100 is so much easier to work with i could i could have been a lot
1: more specific
0: by the way (laughs) i decided to round it up oh my gosh no that is just that is that is great and the thing is like you say it's all about the opportunity you know what are these you you've not even worked in you okay you said as soon as you do the works they should be worth about 360 but you've not even factored in you know what inflation is going to add to the value of those of those flats because that that is going to be something else um so you know it 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 just looks so 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 good well well done well done well done now, you know, now that you've broken it down, because I love fig- I well, I say I hate figures, but then I love figures like this. I love the detail. I'm a detailed person. I like, you, you know, people to specify and say, boom, 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 this is what I did, this is how I did it. So I just absolutely love this. So are you able, you said you didn't know, you know, what, which one to share and, and you've picked this one. Go for another one, please, please. I'm just loving listening to how you your thought process and you know how you're doing it oh the other thing that i wanted to say actually was i like the idea that you pay for a broker because i pay for a broker as well and you hit the nail on the head because sometimes with free brokers they've got so many custom you know customers or clients that they don't really prioritize your work and then things get delayed and they get delayed and if you are lucky you finally get your mortgage offer and stuff if you're unlucky you know the seller actually pulls out because you know you've taken too 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 long but when you're paying a broker they have to focus on your on, on your case and when i've been paying brokers i normally get my mortgage offers within about a week or two usually yeah i i,
1: I agree I've, I've interestingly enough that when i bought my first property i i you know i had a, a my, it's my partner's sister actually so she she was in property she was the one that initially introduced me to to the whole world of property and and what you could do and she you know she used a broker so i just copied i was like well if if, if, if it's good for them and it's working for them then let me go down that road and also i've you know i've worked in branch i've worked with mortgage advisors i've, I've managed mortgage advisors and i've what i've realized is when you're dealing with one lender and a mortgage advisor that only has a panel of products that are specific to that lender then you're fixed to a lender criteria and if you don't fix that if you don't fit that mold then computer says no and on top of that most times your credit rating is tarnished so it's 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 i w- i always looked at it as a, a broker would look they don't have to look whole of market because not. I know brokers say that they look whole. I mean, there is enough time to look at the whole market. But what they what they're designed to do is look at your specific situation and then find a product that that can be matched to that situation or a lender that has the risk criteria that actually matches your situation. And it, it's funny when I speak to my friends, I'm helping I'm helping one of my friends draw down some funds from his property and he's self-employed. And, um, you know, he was like, oh, I'm going to have to wait five years, I'm going to change, I'm going to put myself on payroll and all of that stuff. And I, I just said to him, because he spoke to a bank. And, you know, they were like, oh, that, that doesn't look possible. But in, in the end, after speaking to my broker, it's just solutions. It's actually if you did this, and if you did that, then there's this set of lenders that would be open to dealing with you. And I think that's that's where they're worth their weight in gold and that 500 pounds saves you so much money down the road, in my opinion, or some brokers charge more, depending on how
0: complex the situation is. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. So any other ones to share, you know, I'm really interested in your one bed to two bed, because, again, as you may probably know, I'm into this as well, really, really love flats um what, what what size is your one bed what size is the two bed yeah of course give give me one moment
1: what what i'll do is um i, I can go i have a deal in front of me it isn't flat that i can we, we've just had this offer accepted on this deal um and in all honesty we're quite excited about it um so i can go through that if you want okay yeah um, that sounds good then, what I'll do is, in the meantime, I'll, I'll get the original advert up on Right Move, so I can. Oh, don't. I, can get, I can get the right don't. rough square. Cl- Are you sure?
0: Oh, 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 No, sorry. You can do that. I thought you meant to pin it because
1: no, people no, no, now no. Oh, they go no, into
0: no. rooms and they steal other people's deals. Oh no! So, no! No! So no, that's why not, no, not. no! No!
1: No! <laughs> <laughs> I won't even share the address. I'll be mad. Yep. Uh, but yes, yeah, so this. This is the property in leeds that we, we we just had an offer accepted on so originally it was brought to us um i believe the seller what so we work with we work with sourcing agents but we typically we typically spef, we focus on agents that deal with fast sales um who, who we're all aware of um but at the same time we obviously want to make sure we understand what the circumstances are because what you don't want is a fast sell quote unquote and then you know effectively the seller pulls out halfway through because. You know, they need they, they they needed something that was that was unrealistic and maybe you weren't able to you weren't gonna be able to deliver anyway, or or maybe the circumstances actually were were inappropriate. So yeah, we, we work with agents that allow us to look at deals that are off market, um, and just through building relationships with them, we've had quite a lot. Our deals get better with time because of the relationship. So there's one in Leeds that was presented to us, it was I think it was being sold for something like 101. Um, we managed to negotiate it down to ninety six in the end. And how we did that, by the way, is just offer it. We we, we did a combination of pay, um, we we agreed to pay the s- uh, seller solicitors um, fees, um, and also we just gave the the broker a little bit of an incentive as well um, to, to to just get that deal over the line. Um, just 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 I think it was like an extra five hundred pound to their fee or something like that. But it, it worked out. The the gro- the overall figure is going to be ninety six. 1,000 with everything all in. Um, So in terms of the breakdown of costs, we're looking at total sunk costs, so solicitors, sourcing fee, mortgage broker, lender arrangement fees, and um, stamp duty is is around Um, 8,400. We're also looking at doing this via a bridge um so the bridge um interest we're looking at about it's going to be around 10 percent um and that's going to be across six months although we think we'll pay back the bridge sooner um we think refurb cost is going to end up being about seven thousand pounds um and the rental at the moment for the for the property is the rental is actually quite low and there, there's a reason for that because there's there's a tenant that's been in the property for quite some time and um yeah you know the the, the rent just hasn't been increased however we're, we're looking we're looking at this in a long term from a long-term perspective and we we know that the market rent in the area even though this tenant's paying 400 we know the market rent in the area is closer to 600 um, which is quite significantly significantly lower but the deal still works even with the tenant in place and that's something we will address further down the line. Um, so we the target end value of this property, um, believe it or not, is one hundred and thirty five thousand. Um, so that's that's obviously um, a great. And, you know, we, we really analysed this deal. We looked at our own comparables. We looked at the agents comparables. We, we actually put a caveat in the offer, um, which basically says, Yes, stipulates that you know it's it's all linked to the valuation. So we, you know, if, the, if if the valuation comes out the way we need it to, then everything's all good. Um, I won't go into too much detail just because it's it's you know it, it's it's a bit of a negotiation that's a little bit sensitive in my opinion. Um, but at the same time, if anyone wants to message me and find out what that is, I'll be happy to share. Um, so all once all costs are in, um, then we're looking at actually once we remortgage um, at the one three five valuation, um, looking at a seventy five percent mortgage. We're looking at leaving about eight thousand nine hundred in the deal um, after all all has gone in, um, and I think this is where it's really powerful because if we are able to increase the rent to where we need it to be, um, which is around the 600 mark, immediately based on the eight to nine grand that we leave in the deal, we are, you know, take away management costs, you know, any um, insurance costs, take away um, all the fees that come out, you know, the monthly mortgage, we're probably looking at about a 30% return on capital employed um, and a monthly profit of about 250 pounds. Now this property is up, in Leeds. So of course it's very different to the figures down south on the two flats that I shared. But again, you know, I, I really care about that return on capital employed because that's that's the comparable against if I'd put that money elsewhere that I care about at, at this stage in my journey. Um, so it's a deal that we're really, really excited about, and also there are there is also scope because on the road there's actually presidents where a four bed house so these this is a free bed um, semi-detached house there is a four bed semi-detached that actually sold for 175. so if we so choose to go into this deal and do something a little bit more ambitious um, we could actually realize the higher um, end market value so i love a, i love a deal like this um which sorry with this deal apologies um this deal actually has no tenant I, thought, I actually thought it had a tenant because it um, we're looking at another deal, which is, which is quite similar. This deal actually has no tenant in situ. So the 600 that we believe we can achieve is based on the research that we've done. And uh, we would look to tenant it once we finish the works. So yeah, very exciting deal, as I said, and loads of potential, whether we decide to keep it as a free bed, 135, if we decide to um, increase it to a four bed, um, then we're looking at potentially one seven five and we just need to look back at the opportunity and see if that if that opportunity is worthwhile. You know, will we make any extra money by actually spending extra cash? Um and if not, then the deal stats perfectly as a as a free bed and we don't need to we don't need to overcomplicate it.
0: Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. Well done Isaac this sounds absolutely amazing. Um so this is this is just <sighs> right okay so for the benefit of people listening, I am today talking to Isaac Kakabi and you would have heard everything that he is saying, now Isaac just share with us your Instagram handle, um, so that you know because it didn't allow me to pin and if people are listening back on the podcast, um, on their favourite podcast app, then they will know how to get in touch with you because you see the thing is people you know, subject to, you know, people being able to, um, you know, sign the appropriate certification, you might be able to work with Isaac going forward on a joint venture basis. So if you're interested, you're going to want to know how to get in touch with him. So Isaac, please do share your um, Insta handle, please.
1: Yeah, of course. Thank you. And and just a highlight as well. Do you know why Patricia's amazing? She's always looking out. So i did a post um just the other day talking about um you know how i raised 50k in six months and you know patricia immediately went into my inbox and just said remember ps 13 you know which sorry ps 13 free which is an fca fca guideline in regards to marketing um financial opportunities to to, to effectively retail re, you know anyone who's deemed not to fully understand exactly what the what the complications could be in terms of losing money on investment so um, you know Patricia thank you for always looking out for me Um, and it's something that I'm very very aware of as well so um, if anyone wants to follow me um, or reach out to me or message me um, or ask me any questions um, feel feel free to just hit my face go to the bottom of my profile um, and you'll see that my Instagram handle is actually attached to my profile and you can you can go via that route Or if you if it's telling you to log in, then if you just um, my name on on Clubhouse is Isaac property as one word on Instagram, it's Isaac property with with an underscore in between Isaac and property. So just copy that and throw an underscore in between, and you'll be able to find me. Um, And, you know, I I have started um, doing strategy calls as well. So if anyone um, feels that they, they want to just just have a conversation and maybe find out a little bit more about how the way I'm doing things might help them get clarity. I'm more than happy um, to, to, to to have a conversation. However, if it's something that I can't help with, the whole point of having a network is that you can then recommend people to amazing people like Patricia. So, you know, um, if, if you think I can be of value, please just reach
0: out. Do you know, Isaac, people are going to think that we actually planned this. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just put away the script. <laughs> Oh no 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 thank you very much no you know it's all about community isn't it and you know we're all learning all the time i'm learning you know and i love listening to other people that there are some rooms i guess on clubhouse which i don't now go into um because um yeah for some reasons and then there are other rooms that i enjoy so much i don't go into them because i think if i go into them and I get so excited and I put my hand up or, you know, I'm invited up, I could talk forever more in a day and that's just not really good. <laughs> so again, I just, you know, it, it, but, but yeah, w- we should always be here for one another. So I guess in our own little way, and you do a lot as, as well, Isaac, you, you know, for what you're doing, you are forever helping people, but it goes back to what you said in the beginning, Lord Michael Hastings, currency of service rather than a currency of money so that is just absolutely great so people if you want a jv you've got money sitting somewhere um you know we're not we're not advising you to do this and we're not selling you anything we're literally just saying if you want to find out about those kind of opportunities you know reach out to isaac you know if you are if you qualify and he will give you a form which you can sign then you know you can then start to look at you know the individual opportunities that might be out there and you can start to make the sort of returns that Isaac has spoken about 22 to 30 percent on one deal circa 33 on another possibly more if Isaac decides to actually kind of like you know go from a three bed to a four bed absolutely amazing so you know well done Isaac um now Unless you want no, no, I think we should go personal now. So, when is your baby due? <laughs> you know what? So we're
1: doing this hypno birthing, and um, there's we have to change our terminology. So we don't say when is baby due. We say when's baby due from, because it takes the pressure off the deadline oh, and the guilt that oh my days, baby hasn't arrived on this yes. specific day. Because due for, due due dates are actually fallacy. You know, there's there's a massive massive tolerance um, between um expected dates and all of that stuff but our due from date is f- from february the 5th so you know e- effectively um anytime from today i mean i could i could i could come offline for a little while because um i might be and uh, deep in in um, in baby stuff but it's any time now <laughs>
0: how exciting how absolutely exciting it oh it takes me back decades <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah we can't wait we're we're, we're we're ecstatic and it's all the emotions i mean there's a few people in the, in the um, audience who i've spoken to who are expecting soon as well and it's always the same emotions um you, you just get this sense of responsibility duty ex, you know excitement you know this is the first time for us and yeah we just want to do it right um you know so there's there is an element of overwhelm as well um so yeah it's 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 a host of emotions
0: Oh, do you know, Isaac, I love this idea about when is baby due from? So thank you for, you know, kind of like, you know, teaching me about that. So when my boys hopefully, you know, start to have children of their own, I will know to, to not say, when is baby due? I'll say, when is baby due from? I remember my first child, um, so i have been given a due date and you're so right. That day came and it went and I'm thinking, what? is going on, what? I need this baby, I need to have, I want to hold my baby, you know, I've been looking forward to this, with nine months and more, I need to hold this baby now, anyway, um, um, and then at some point, I think he was, according to what we were told, I think he was about two weeks overdue in the end, and I, any twinge, I was down, I was down the hospital, I was there, oh, I think, I I think I'm having contractions, (laughs) I remember one day my husband saying to me, you're such a time waster, um, <laughs> um, red bar. Um, you know you're wasting their time in the hospital they're dealing with emergencies not with your little Braxton Hicks because um, each time I had a twinge I called him right you know get my bag let's go to the hospital get my bag let's go to the hospital <laughs> <laughs> and in the end there was this nurse who was there and she said oh I know what you I know what you're going through she said, "I will break your waters for you, and then that way they won't ask you to go back home. So, but when you leave the hospital this time, you will take your baby home with you, and that's exactly what we did. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> Do you know well, what? I'm, le- I'm learning so much. um You know,
1: from from a guy's perspective, I mean, there's 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 an important role you're playing, but then at the same time, it's 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 my partner who's 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 living it every single day so um, i'm 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 honestly just inspired by the whole process and it's, it's it just you know i always i always knew because i grew up mainly with my mum, so it's, for, for me it's i've always known that what women do is amazing um but this has just added a whole new layer there's 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 i mean can you imagine if i was walking around with you know effectively about five pounds now probably or six pounds um of weight i would probably be telling the world about how you know how awful my life is and you know how, how stressed I am and can you this can you that but honestly my partner hasn't complained once she's just she's just cracking on with it and it's impressive
0: I guess because she's loving it and she's really looking forward to it so you know on behalf of everyone in the room and everyone who's going to be listening to this you know whether or not before or after the baby arrives we wish you good luck absolutely good luck and you know thank you Isaac, thank you so much for you know taking the time to come and talk to me, you know, despite what's going on, you know, at home. And it, it's just really, really I am just I've got such a big smile on my face because it's such an exciting time and I'm, I'm like I'm stealing some of your joy and <laughs> and taking it for myself. But it's such a joyous occasion. It, you know, people every every everyone just loves a new baby. Well I do, anyway. Um so um People if you're listening, you know, follow Isaac, like he said, you know, tap on his face, um, Clubhouse face, and you know, go down to his um scroll down to his Instagram and you can you know, scroll down his bio where you will see his Instagram link. Then you can actually just, you know, go there and follow him. And you know, his his LinkedIn link and um, linked. In, I can't talk today. Link <laughs> in link is posted above. So again, you can go and follow him there. And um, if you are in, into Instagram and you are already registered there, so you won't have to keep on logging, logging in or on. He is Isaac underscore properties. Is it T's or T? Uh, oh, good, good question. So it's it's Isaac underscore property property. Okay, <laughs> maybe so ty. Yeah, yeah, ty. That's right. Yeah. So um, you know, just go there and do that. And his posts are just so amazing. They are just literally, you know, amazing. And they share. He, Isaac actually shares so much knowledge in his posts. So they're definitely, definitely worth you know, kind of like you know, going to um to to look at. And next week, Wednesday what we've been talking about today will be released as a podcast, so that will be going on to, you know, all the uh, usual podcast apps, so if you have a favourite one that you listen to, just tap on the link above and you can subscribe to the podcast, and if you like and you enjoy what you listen to, why not leave a review? Rate the podcast and leave a review, that would be great if you could do that. Um, but today, It's just been so great talking to you, Isaac. Next week, we've got Mr. and I call him Mr. deliberately, Mr. Tosin um, Talabi. He is a consultant and he works with, um, I think it's the army or the navy, some sort of like, um, I think it's the navy. I think it's the navy. But I think people in the audience, you probably know as well that doctors are doctors until they become consultants, and so the male ones, when they become consultants, they're no longer doctors, they're mister, so we're going to be talking to Mr Tosin Talabee next week, so come and find out how a consultant, a medical consultant, dabbles in pro- well not dabbles, has a business property, has, has a business property, has a property business, and how he copes with both, and yeah, Really, really looking forward to that as well. So everyone in the room, thank you so much for spending your time with us and I look forward to seeing you next week for the guest series and tomorrow if you're going to come to UK Property Secrets. Anyway, have a great afternoon. Isaac, thank you again so much more. It's been such a pleasure talking to you and learning a bit more about you as well.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Patricia. And um, yeah, really, really love what you're doing with the Maximizing Property Values podcast. And I'm definitely gonna listen to some of the old, older episodes that you've been doing on this series because it's inspiring stuff. So
0: thank you. And hopefully 2022 is the year we meet in the real. <laughs> Do you know what, definitely, I am so fired up. You know, I came into 2022, I was buzzing, I'm still buzzing. And I don't normally like meeting people, I have to admit. But this year, I'm so looking forward to meeting so many people. So, yeah, let's definitely, definitely try and put something in the diary. That will be great. So take care, people. I'm going to close the room in, in three, two, one.